0: Okay, we are in, um, I think this is part three of our DNA of Faith series. In other words, what is faith made of? And um, we got to pray. I need help. I need help. I always need help. Uh, but I need extra help because uh, uh, I'm seeing so many things really that I hadn't seen before that it's, um, I'm having a good time, but I want to make sure I can get it all out. So let's, let's turn to the Lord. Heavenly Father, We love you. We thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that your word is alive and powerful. And Father, now as we come before you and we come before your word, Father, we declare that we will receive the incorruptible, indestructible word that is forever living right into our spirits. Father, we thank you for your word. That your word gives us life in every part of our natural lives. That your word brings us your life. Father, we thank you that your word, Father, and your anointing removes the burden, destroys the yoke. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, that you give me utterance in the Holy Ghost. Father, that we may speak as of your oracles, that our tongue may be as the pen of a ready writer. Holy Spirit, we say, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. You know, maybe I'll start out this way. This is all real. (laughs) The word of God is real, and the word of God is alive, and it's not something fake. It's not something made up. It's not some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, big word would be philosophy, but it's not some like thinking that a man or a woman came up with to what do they call it? Um, satisfy or placate or just make it so like you can't get through life. So this is a crutch that you have to stand on, that you have to rely upon. No, the Word of God is real. The Word of God is from God and the Word of God is living. The Word of God is alive and it has in it, it contains in it. The very life that comes from God, life as God has it, life that is the quality that God gives, that God is, that God has. The word of God is the thing that can change any problem, that can turn anything in your life that seems upside down, can turn it right side up, and more right side up than what you ever imagined. The word of God is our source of health, our source of life, our source of direction, our source of light. His word is a a light to me, a lamp to my path. His word is what shows us which way to go. And so when you're talking about standing in faith and becoming acquainted with faith, we're going to talk about what, what faith is here again in a second. But when we're talking about faith, we have faith, like Jesus said, in God. And God and his word are what? One. And so when we have faith in his word, we have faith in him. Okay? Uh, Mark 11.22 says, in the King James, it says, uh, have faith in God. Uh, I was looking it up uh, the other day, and I didn't write it in here, but I think I can remember it. In the interlinear Bible, which you know, an interlinear Bible will basically have like the Greek, so you have like the, the English words, So like with King James, it would have the King James words. uh, Well, it doesn't do that, actually. Never mind. Forget I said that. So it has the Greek words, and then under the Greek words, it has English words. So like if you had the Greek Bible, and you could actually read Greek, right, you'd see it says this, 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 and this. Well, in the interlinear Bible, it says, when they translated that to English, it says, um, have the faith from God, the faith that is from God. Jesus said, have the faith from God. And remember, the disciples, they saw, he said that right after, the day after, he had cursed the fig tree and it withered up from its very roots. From its, the very source of its life, it withered up. Like he didn't chop it off at the top. Like if you do that with the weed, you're going to be disappointed in like a week, <laughs> maybe two depending on the weed, okay, he didn't just chop it off the top. He spoke to it. He didn't touch it, first of all. He just spoke to it. What does that mean? Well, just to do a little side journey, that means you don't, have to, you don't have to touch your mountain. You don't have to touch your problem. You don't have to touch your difficulty. You don't have to go and cuddle up with it and get all acquainted with it and figure out, oh, it looks like this. Oh, Google says this, and you know my professor said this, and so-and-so says this. No, what does God say about it? God said, he didn't say all this. He said, have faith in God or have the faith that's from God or lay hold of God's faithfulness. So we're talking something immediately right there. Jesus just told us that when we're talking about faith, this faith, we're talking about something that is not from this world. It goes beyond this world This natural world. When I say this world, I'm talking about this natural world. I'm talking about the realm of the senses. The only reason you can see me is because you have like the the sense of sight, you know, and uh, hear me because your ears and so on and so forth. So Jesus said, have faith in God, lay hold on God's faithfulness, have the faith that comes from God. Okay? So now he just put us in another realm and in another world. All right? So this is not. He didn't say, have faith like Uncle Ben has. He didn't say, have faith like someone that's going to cross the street has, natural human faith, right? Sometimes you have to learn what other kind of faith is in order to understand what Bible faith is. So a natural human faith is based on sense knowledge, what your senses tell you, right? So if I had, um, and I don't, but I'll use this. So if I had a chair, and I was going to sit on a chair, or this box, I have natural, that'd be funny if it broke, I have natural (laughs) human faith that it'll hold me, and so I even sat down pretty hard, and it helped me, but you know what, we actually had, um, when we lived in Michigan, uh, we had a a, a table, a set of table, and a chair, and apparently that chair was like, the nails were coming out of it, and so we were gone, and... uh, uh, I guess some friends, I don't even remember how that happened, but anyhow, people were at our house, and uh, uh, they sat in the chair, and it gave way. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So I sat down. So whenever that guy came over to my house, um, that was actually uh, Keith, who, used to, uh, who helped us uh, the first year with the church. Anyhow, when they came over to the house, he'd be a little like, should I sit in that chair, should I not sit in that chair? Why is that? Because natural human faith is governed by the senses. And it cannot be fully trusted all the time. Right? So even like if, if this was a chair and I, and I was a chair builder, I could say, well, I built that chair. It's really good and everything like that. You know, there's still a little chance that uh, maybe that chair would give way. Well, this is not what we're talking about when we talk about the faith of God. Okay? The faith of God does not fail because God does not fa- fail because the faith of God is based on what? God and it's based on his words and not one little bit not the smallest portion of his word will ever pass away it all has to be fulfilled and so God actually he he holds up the the worlds by the power of his word and so uh, Jesus said have faith in God okay so let's talk a little bit again about the DNA of faith and that's this, I want you to imagine with me, you're maybe over uh, on the East Coast, right on the shore, and there is a beautiful sunset, okay? And just pretend like you're there, and I'm going to describe that sunset to you, I'm going to say, that is the most beautiful orange sunset, it's just, it's just wonderful, so maybe I'm going to tweet it to you or text it to you or put it on Facebook like, oh, look at this picture. I, I saw this. Well, this week I was, as I was studying and preparing, I, um, I found a, a couple descriptions of a sunset that uh, I think it was the New York Times had put out. Uh, uh, what do they call it? They asked people to submit uh, descriptions of sunsets back in 1853. Before all the cameras and all that type of stuff, and um, like to just describe. So I'm going to describe uh, this one to you. As the sun goes down, he begins to fling his parting rays across all the sky. From horizon to zenith, he paints the clouds with his fiery pigments, and they glow with gorgeous colors from lake to river. Golden and yellow near the track of his disappearance, the hues change to boundless masses of pink and crimson and scarlet and purple further up the dome of the sky. Fiery as are the colors the sun painter flings... I don't even know that word. His majestic easel, yet are they so much and more quickly burned out and faded. The sunset is gorgeous only to be perishable and transitory. Gold changes to crimson, crimson deepens to purple, and soon the glory of the heavens is passed away. We turn and journey silently down to the lake. Now that was a little bit more descriptive and more vivid than my beautiful orange sunset. Granted, it was it was a real sunset because they said you can't use any like fake sunsets. This is a real one that he actually saw and described. Okay, Um, and uh, mine was fake that I just said, but I have seen orange sunset. And so, I want to talk to you when we when we say faith is simply believing God or faith is simply trusting God. I want to submit to you that that's much like saying that is a beautiful orange sunset. That we kind of boil it all down and we say, well, what is faith? Well, faith is just trusting God. Well, what is faith? Well, faith is just believing that what God said is true and acting upon it. Well, I want to talk this morning about four or five different little aspects of that sunset of faith. Right? It's like you could describe a flower actually, I was going to do flower, but I couldn't find a good vivid description of a flower, you know? (laughs) And so you talk about a flower and like, that's a beautiful red rose. But if you stop for a second and you look at that red rose and you start to pull the petals off, you'll notice like it actually is much lighter red at the top than at the bottom. And it gets much darker. And then you can actually see the little veins in the flower and you can feel the texture of it. And it's soft and silky and it'll like fall apart as it gets older. But it's when it's new, it's like tough. And, And anyhow, and it's got thorns and it's got a nice, beautiful green stem. And then that isn't even talk of the aroma of that rose that'll actually catch your attention I was walking up my driveway or doing something maybe getting ready to hook the trailer to the truck and all of a sudden I, I like was walking and I caught my attention and it was like it was just this beautiful fragrance I still don't know what, what it was well she thinks it's a tree and so a flowering tree we've got the beautiful flower but um, it caught my attention and so I want to look at faith in that way so Jesus said have faith in God Uh, possess trust in God, believe in God, have the faith of God. Um, You know, I'm going to go to that in just a second. I have this amazing, I think it's like a 19 volume dictionary, (laughs) theological dictionary, which normally I'm not too big on theological stuff because a lot of times they, they know so much that they miss God. You know, you can know so much uh, mentally that you can actually miss what God is saying. Um, But these guys, this was like, I don't know, like 20 scholars. I first heard about it from T.L. Osborne, Dr. T.L. Osborne, and uh, oh, man, it's it's a blessing. Anyhow, so a lot of this I got from that. So faith is trust. Faith contains trust. Faith contains hope, confident expectation, Uh, faith has an element of fear to it. That's not you're afraid, but that's like you're in awe and you're in reverence. And faith contains obedience. Faith is believing, faith is obeying, faith is trusting, uh, faith is hoping, and faith has faithfulness in it. Faith is actually an act of the will. And it is the committing of yourself wholly and fully to God. In other words, um, like I say so many times, think of, if you're a Christian, when you first accepted Jesus Christ, you came how? By faith. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Okay? So how you even get born again to begin with you come by faith but this thing called faith is a substance that actually doesn't even come from you, it comes from God God has dealt to every one of us, every man the measure of faith and so with that measure of faith you take and you believe that Jesus Christ was died, buried rose again on the third day and you believe he did it for you and so with that faith it's an it's, it's an act of the will so I'm going to read you a few things right here faith overcomes both anxiety and self-confidence okay so faith is not anxiety and faith is not self-confidence sometimes we learn what something is by learning what it's not in other words Uh, Faith is not being, in other words, uh, I want you to bring all this home as I talk about this. Let's just say that uh, you want to have faith for healing of such and such, okay? Let's call it your big toe, all right? So faith for the healing of your big toe. So it is, um, it overcomes anxiety, so you've got this pain you think oh you know it's it's just going to be painful for a while they can't actually do anything to fix a big toe they just say like put it in place and it's going to go right together no point to go to the doctor no point to do all this stuff Uh, it's just going to this that or whatever but you're in this pain well faith overcomes that anxiety faith goes beyond that anxiety in other words faith is not responsive to that anxiety and faith is not self confidence Okay. now that means that and we're going to get get into it in a minute. It's my favorite part of the message. Okay, but faith is not looking to yourself for the answer. Faith is not looking to yourself to make the right confession to get the answer. Faith is not looking to yourself um, to find the right scripture to get the answer. Faith always looks towards God, and faith grabs hold of God lay hold on whose faithfulness lay hold on uh, Tim's ability to confess all the right scriptures, Tim's ability to remember all the right scriptures, Tim's ability to pray the right things, no lay hold on God's faithfulness not your faithfulness (laughs) not your pastor's faithfulness lay hold on God's faithfulness what kind of faithfulness does God have how constant how steady, how right is he That's good news. (laughs) Faith is a daring decision for God in turning aside from the word and from his own strength. In other words, from your own word and your own strength, you're turning towards God. Faith is there in spite of appearance. So faith is not governed by appearance. Faith is not governed by the senses. Faith is the opposite of murmuring and doubt. So you've got, you know, uh, you know I, can't believe, I can't believe I stubbed my toe and like broke it. Like I can't, th- what are the odds of that? And you know, this is terrible. And you know, it's just, this, you know, murmuring, murmuring. And it's probably going to take a long time to get to heal up. You can have whatever you say. <laughs> So faith is believing, yes. Faith is also obedience. If you love me, Jesus said, obey my commands. Faith is trusting, yes. Uh, Faith is a uh, a confident expectation. Faith is hoping. But faith is actually also acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, you hear me say that, and maybe, maybe, maybe not. But you might think, okay, he's talking about just a salvation experience no 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 this is the great confession this is our confession of life that jesus is lord in other words yes jesus is lord of my spirit i've been recreated in him jesus is lord of my life but jesus is also lord of my big toe jesus in other words is lord of my body every part of my body and not just my big toe but what makes up that big toe What about the cells that make up that big toe? What about the muscles and the ligaments in every part? What about the blood that flows through my life that actually refreshes and renews and removes impurities? Isn't that interesting that he made the blood of the body is just like the blood of Christ, that the blood of Christ actually removes, expunges every impurity from your life if you receive it by faith. It's actually already done legally but it becomes real in your life and touchable in your life when you say that blood was shed for me. When you act in faith there's so much here praise the Lord. This kind of faith can only be committing yourselves to God's grace and his action that he performed. In other words, this faith is turning, uh, where we're getting to is this faith has nothing to do with the self. This faith is turning, like if, if self is, is, is this way, then this faith is turning as far away from self as I can turn. And I'm turning towards God and I'm laying hold on what he has done. Okay, even in my believing for my big toe, I'm relying on him and his ability, and actually what he's already done and what he's already accomplished. I choose to commit myself to that, right? When you come to Christ, what do you do? You commit yourself to Jesus Christ, he becomes your Lord. You're not calling the shots anymore, he's calling the shots. You follow him. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And so this faith is contained in the word. The word contains this faith. And if you don't come in line with the word and grab hold of the word and feed yourself the word, man shall not live by natural food alone or bread alone, Jesus said, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, is it living? Is it real living if my toe is broke and I'm in pain constant? No, that's like death begun. Like somebody said, the big toe, but you can get infected? <laughs> but life, God's, God's will and his plan and his provision for every one of us is life in the fullest sense in every part of your being. Spirit, soul, and body that you're not depressed, that you're not sad, that you're not having a blue day, that you're not all bound up so that you can't even function. God sent his word and healed us. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free or make you free. So the way that we're set free is we know the truth. In other words, we hear it and we believe it, and it comes into the core of our being so much so that we don't even have to think about acting on it. We just act because that's what we believe. In other words, we obey. Um, So it's committing ourselves to God's grace and to His action that He did and that He does. Okay, so we're giving ourselves up and we're saying, okay, it's going to be all what You've done, nothing what I've done. This is faith. Okay, so in my big toe, it's all what You've done to accomplish this, I, and and to Your action, not mine. Except for one thing, it's an act. What we do is an act of our will we decide, I'm going to commit myself to him. In other words, it is a movement of our will. It's a decision of our will. It is a radical decision in which we deliver ourselves up to him. So in this, you remember it was at Romans 3, it says, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By works? No, by the law of faith. What does that mean? That means I can't come to you and say, you know, I see you broke your big toe. You know what? I had faith, and so mine is healed. Because I'm saying, unspoken, what's wrong with you? That is not that God kind of faith. That is self-righteousness and you cannot receive from God in fact who did Jesus get most upset with the Pharisees who were like the most self-righteous people you could ever find well don't think that you're excluded from being a Pharisee just because you're a Christian you can have pharisaical tendencies is that a word in your life because why well okay it's good we want to see God work in our lives and it's exciting when God works but there's a whole big difference between saying look what God did because I'm me Versus, look what God did because who he is. He always comes through. He always does it. I mean, I messed up in so many ways, but he still came through. I, like, did this and did that, but look what he did. He's awesome. Look at how awesome he is. Rather than to say, like, you know, uh, I like in Barclay's translation, he's talking about love. uh, love, In 1 Corinthians 13, he's giving a definition, and there's this employer and uh, this guy was sick and couldn't come to work or whatever and he went to the employer afterwards he's like you know I've been gone and everything like that and the employer said I have a faith that enables me to stand through all of that mm-hmm. and Barclay's comment was he said he had a faith but he had a faith which knew no love and was therefore a vicious thing mm-hmm. faith actually works by love yes. so It is this commitment or this committal of ourselves. You know, you think of committal, I think of like a, a, a funeral, like the committal service, you know, maybe because I'm a pastor, you know, like I commit the body into the ground, right? So this committal of ourselves to Christ is a action of our will. It's a movement of our will. In other words, we decide. The will, uh, I'm so amazed at like, you know, you think you have a will. God, God's will for you and for every person, the, the, the worst sinner you can think of, the, the head of ISIS or whatever, God's will for him is to come to the knowledge of the truth. But that man can usurp the will of God because he has his own will and his own choice. And so your will is a very powerful thing. And so it's a radical decision of our will to deliver ourselves up. Put ourselves, you know what? All I got going for me is the grace of God. How could you say that in a sentence? Because that's a whole lot going for you. But you just decide, okay, I'm not doing this based on me. You know, and I, I've been there where you start to go all of a sudden, you're like, well, this is, no, no, you just run away from that. I mean, the Galatians did that. And that's why Paul wrote the letter to him. He's like, I'm surprised that you're so soon removed from this initial faith that was delivered to you, like you're going a different direction. Like, come back, come back. And so now it's written there, and we can uh, grab hold of the same thing and um, keep our, our life on the right path. Faith, as a decision of the will, it, is a, it's, it negates the will itself. Self-will. Yeah. Like, are you self-willed? I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to go the way I want to go. Well, faith itself is actually negates that self-will as an act of the will. Am I getting too deep? <laughs> like, you decide, I'm not going to do just what I want to do. I'm going to give up all of my life. Just like Paul said, it is no longer I that live. What, what, what? Who's making the choices in your life? Okay? So my big toe. So how am going to approach this? It is no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. I'm going to act on what the word says. I'm not going to act on what I want to do. I want to Google the thing. And I want to see how many weeks it takes for that thing to heal. I'm trying to use something that's maybe, it's painful, but maybe not a big deal, but just because I don't want to, anyhow, um, So my will is, if I don't give up my will, well, I'm going to check with this. I'm going to check with that. Even though I have something on the inside saying like, go to the word, go to the word, go to the word. Well, that's not faith. So I'm going to read a little bit of Google and I'm going to read a little bit of word a little bit of this. No, it's a turning away from your self will, turning away from everything that you can produce, that you can do. And it's a turning to him. In other words, you know, I say, like, it's not just trust, because I could say, like, I trust that the Lord is going to see me safely home today. But then I can also be doing a lot of other things. It's a, it's a lot more than that. It's, a, it's, it's committing yourself to Him. Committing your situation to Him. Giving it to Him. You know, Philippians Four, six, casting all of your cares, the whole of your cares, all of your anxieties, all of your fears, all of your worries, once and for all on him. Worry is an area where I have had to really grow. (laughs) Not to get more worried, but to have less. (laughs) Because why? Well, um, you know, worry actually is a lack of faith. Or worry is believing more in yourself than what you do in God. Worry is refusing to commit your situation to the Lord. And sometimes you wanna worry just because you enjoy thinking about it. You wanna like think through it, think through it. You know, that's like, that's like uh, works. What can I accomplish? How can I think through this? How can I figure this out? Stop figuring it out. <laughs> I, I have the most success in prayer when I'm the most honest. And so I was like, Lord, you know what? I am trying to figure this out right now. Forgive me. <laughs> I'm just giving it to you. And, uh, and he'll do it. Um, it's good. So if you, don't, if you don't use your will to get rid of your self-will, <laughs> it's good. you'll get confused in this whole thing of works. And not relying on the grace of God. And so what will happen is you will try to use faith as it was like another achievement. Being in faith is like another work. It's another achievement, another way to boast. Like, okay, look what I did. Look what I can do. Okay? So faith is this confident expectation. Faith is a decision. Faith has in it the character of obedience and so we're obeying the word and we're going to the word. And faith actually is so cool when I was studying this. Like, faith itself is not of this world, it is a miracle. Faith itself is a miracle and it could only come from God and be produced by God. And it is from the, like, like I said last week, I think Yongyi Cho says, the fourth dimension. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of faith. Our only approach to God, in other words, if I want to approach Kyle, I can come up like this, right? In other words, I don't feel like I don't belong here. But a lot of times we go to God and if he's up here and you're kind of like, oh, okay. Lord, Lord, I need to talk to you. No, no, no. Our approach to God is faith, but faith what? You could say faith in the blood because you can say, I come by the blood of Jesus, but are you actually coming by the blood of Jesus? Have you turned away from the stuff that you did that you shouldn't have done? Have you turned away from the stuff that you didn't do that you should have done? Like I didn't pray enough. I can't come right now, Lord. A uh, pastor can come, but I'm a little timid because I, uh, I, haven't, uh, I feel like I should have been doing more and I'm not doing it. No, no, no. Faith in the blood, faith to come into the presence of God says, hmm, look at the blood of Jesus. That blood and that blood alone has made it possible that I can come to where I belong and I can come right alongside. And Sorry about that. Because I have what? Faith in the blood. Because now I have turned, remember we talked about turning away from self-will and everything? So I have turned away from self-will. What happens when I turn away from that? If he's God, I turn towards God. And so now I'm coming not of anything that I did or could do, but I'm coming with my life given up and committed to God. So now it's not based on what I can do to draw near to God or to be allowed to be in his presence. It's based on what he did to bring me close. And so when you're looking at faith for your big toe, it's the same thing. It's not based on what I could do to, to heal my big toe. There is a positioning of yourself to receive from God. But that positioning of yourself is an act of the will to commit yourself to God and to his word. And that miracle of faith, the word itself is faith. It is the word of faith. It's the word about faith, and it is faith. And so if you're going to live in that word, you're going to live in faith, okay? So what happens? Well, then I'll find out that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I was healed. My big toe was healed because of the stripes of Jesus and that he NASA, that pain and that infirmity, he lifted it off. NASA, you know, think of the space shuttle when it used to fly, like to lift off He lifted off that pain. He lifted off that broken bone. He lifted off all infirmity and all sicknesses. He did it. Him, himself. I like that. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Because himself, he didn't send like a, a delegate. Jesus himself took my infirmities your infirmities, my sicknesses, your sicknesses, my diseases, your diseases. He took them himself. And I guess he did about as good a job as God could do at annihilating them and defeating them and yanking the power that they have over your body away from them and away from the enemy. And so faith is obedience, faith is trust, faith is believing faith is committing yourself and your situation to the Lord and looking to Him alone and to His word alone but you don't do that alone (laughs) because you have the spirit the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of the believer Do you know it? Are you conscious of him? Are you responsive to him? Do you actually stand in faith about that? What does that mean? Well, faith, you know, this is why... That's the scripture I was going to read before. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Weymouth translation of... uh, James 2.26, I love Weymouth's translation, it says, For just as the human body with a spirit is lifeless, so faith is lifeless if it is unaccompanied by obedience. So you think of a body. What good is a body without a spirit? In fact, Even a non-Christian would look at that body and somebody on the news would say, uh, they found the body of Mary Sue on the edge of the river. They didn't say they found Mary Sue. Mary Sue is gone. That body's not worth much. In fact, that body is beginning to decay. So faith without works or faith without obedience or faith without an action to it is just like a body without a spirit. You just gotta like bury it. For just as the human body without a spirit is lifeless, so faith is lifeless if it's not accompanied by obedience. And so you see, we talk about like, uh, you know, Paul said, S- you show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Because he's saying, uh, you, that's not how faith works. Faith is active. Faith is doing something. Now, you might be like, what are you talking about? You just said like it's the it's end of self-will. Yeah. You got the Holy Spirit, and he'll show you, you, you stand on that scripture. You speak that scripture. You commit yourself to me. You commit this whole situation to me. You say, oh, I'm looking to him now. And so then what happens? When the devil comes, you resist him at his very onset. What's he going to come? He's going to say, you know that big toe's never going to be healed. That big toe's going to go. In fact, it'll probably be longer than, than, than normal, than what, the, than what Google says, because I know you looked at Google. And so the devil will try to say that. But faith says, wherefore, sirs, I believe God that it'll be even as he told me. He's the performer, and I am the believer. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, not your head, but your heart, the core of your being, but shall believe that those things which he says will come to pass... Do you know how easy it is to believe that the things that you say will come to pass when the things that you say are come from the word? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you're living in the word and you're living in Christ and he's living in you, what do you mean? I'm born again, he's living in me, of course he's living in me. Well, are you letting him live his life, express himself from within you? How would he express himself for the big toe? Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Not what things soever you desire, when you pray, if you feel it, then you'll have it. Or when you pray, figure it out with your head, then you'll have it. No, you believe what is believe. Believing is trusting so much that you give up your own way, your own things, and you commit your way to the Lord. You commit yourself to the Lord. You're saying, I am committed to him now. And I commit this situation to him. And he is working. So that you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry. Like, uh, what was it, A.B. Simpson um, when he struggled with health for so long and he was a minister and couldn't you know, he could basically get up one day a week after he ministered he'd be so wore out and all this type of stuff and he finally decided well either healing's true or it's not I'm going to take some time he took just two weeks think about that just two weeks and he just started looking every scripture that talked about healing every scripture talked about healing and he said he wrote down I commit this day that from this day forward I take the Lord Jesus Christ and his word as my healer and I look not to the needs of man and he said I I didn't care whether I felt a change in my body at that moment or not I knew that it was done I knew that it was done how did he know that it was done Hebrews 11 1. faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen he didn't have to see it to have evidence he had faith he had what he had said I commit this day my body to the Lord I take him as my healer. Why could he do that? Because he had so much faith in God. That is a substance. It forms a solid ground for what we hope for, a conviction of unseen realities. So that when somebody comes and says, uh, it doesn't look like your big toe's heel is pretty black and blue to me. (laughs) You're like, uh, no, it's done. It's taken care of he took care of it. And they said, well it sure doesn't look like it to me. And it says, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Because that is subject to change. The word is not subject to change. And so the word says I'm healed, therefore I am. And I believe God over you, over the doctors, over all this other type of stuff. So faith is in the realm of God and in the word of God and as we stand in faith we can get what God has for us faith makes us certain of realities that we do not see so this could be a a bit of a challenge if you're used to doing what you want to do does that make sense if you're used to uh, Paul said I keep my body under I bring it into subjection to the word of God, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Do you know if you live that way? I I, I do that. And I confess it, especially when I'm like exercising and my body does not want to exercise. I say, I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. You know, doing that and keeping your body healthy, even with a natural thing like that and fasting when the Lord leads you to fast, those type of things, they keep your body under. What does that do? It diminishes the power of that voice and that influence on you because you are a spirit being and you are to govern your life by the inside, by the spirit man. That is actually where you become one spirit with the Lord. And so we we actually have the answer inside of us, if you're a Christian. You have the spirit of God who who, he, he takes... He takes all the stuff of Christ, all the stuff of faith, all the stuff of the word, all the stuff even of the spirit, and he makes it real to us. I started out by saying, it's all real. It's all real. It is all real. (laughs) The healing power of God is true and real. The delivering power of God is true and real. Jesus actually set you free. I don't care how you've been tied up or bound or chained or held back. Jesus himself set you free. He did it himself. And he gained the victory himself. And we just grab hold of that and we see it show up in our lives when we trust that he did it that he does the work and we just take our power of our will and we say I'm not trusting myself I'm trusting him and his word and so one of the things that helps me the most with that is I start to look at the character of God and who he is and how he acts and does he lie and how, does he do stuff halfway, is he like sloppy is he like oh, oh I'm sorry we forgot about that you got a problem that Jesus didn't ever pay for I mean that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like I guess we're going to have to shed his blood again. I mean the, the 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 foresight and foreknowledge of God that He said the blood of Christ was shed once for all. So thank the Lord, Amen. praise the Lord. Stand with me if you would. Thank you Jesus. Oh Father we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your word. Father we thank you that you are alive in us. Oh Father thank you that you are here right now. Jesus is here right now amongst us. Oh Father thank you that you have through Jesus Christ through our Lord and our Savior you have bought for us every, everything that we could ever need everything that we could ever want, that you have made provision, that you have made a way, that you have delivered it and made it available unto us that we can just receive by faith. Oh, Father, we thank you, Father. We will act in faith. We will walk in faith. We will talk faith. And Father, we will live by faith, not looking at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen over in the realm of glory, over in the realm of your spirit, over in your realm. Father, over living with you, dwelling with you, talking with you, walking with you, coming into your presence daily by faith, believing that what you said is true, believing that when we come, we meet with you. We meet with you in your presence, and we are changed day by day. From glory, changes come, and we look and we look back, and we even glance at the past and we say, Who was that man? Who was that woman? Who was I? I'm so different, I'm so changed. Oh, Father, we thank you that your word is full of power, full of life changing power. Father, I pray for each and every one of us that you would give to us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, so that we can acknowledge you, so that we can know you more intimately and more deeply, so that we can grab hold. No, not just for ourselves, but we can grab hold for the world. Grab hold of the unseen realities. Oh, Father, the healings that are there, the deliverance that's there, the life that's there, the truth that's there, oh, the direction that's there. Father, that we grab hold from the supernatural realm and let it manifest Let it manifest right here in the realm that we can see and that other people even can sense. Oh, Father, we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ would be glorified in every single one of our lives. Just like Abraham, we grow strong in faith, looking to you and declaring that you're the doer, you're the performer, you're the miracle worker, you're the one that gave us this faith, you're the one that gave us this standing with you. Father, that we stand right with you, that we stand in your presence, that we stand not timidly, not in an unbelonging state, but Father, that we stand as your children, as the ones that you love, as the ones that you chose, as the ones that you look out for, as the ones that you desire to be with and to be around. Oh, Father, I pray that you would help us to develop in our walk with you, in our talk with you. Oh, Father, thank you for your strength. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your freedom. Oh, thank you that in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Oh, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. We thank you, Father, for your good and your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen.